0: The show must go on. An interview with new Village Arts Director Alex Goodman. Carlsbad, People, Purpose, and Impact. An essential
1: podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good afternoon and welcome everyone to our Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact podcast. My name is Brett Schonsenbach, and I'm the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and I am your host. I'm very pleased to have with me today Alex Goodman, who is the managing director of New Village Arts. Alex, thanks for joining us today.
0: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: Yes, we're very glad to have you, and uh, I can see, you know, you're, you're wearing your colors. We're very proud. Our audience can't see it, but uh, I hear that you herald from the great city of Detroit.
0: I am. I am a, a Motor City Motown resident uh, from, from a young age, um, but that uh, got me into music and entertainment, the performing arts for sure, and so all of that led to... The path that I'm on, I suppose. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: My, my wife uh, grew up most of her formative years in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So. Yeah. Great town. Yeah. I got a great affinity for the town. And I think you went to local university right there at Wayne State, didn't you? Well, uh, grad school
0: at Wayne State. Grad school. Uh, I did my okay. undergrad actually at Western Michigan. Go Broncos. Okay. Um, and then cut my teeth uh, in Chicago for five years before going back to Wayne State for grad school.
1: All right. And then you jumped right into it. I mean, you got your degree in theater stuff and then You've
0: just been in it, yeah. So, so I actually met my wife in grad school in in at Wayne State. She, she's one of nine kids, mm. uh, so she's the sixth child. The first one born in San Diego. The previous five were born in the Detroit area. So she went back to grad school and was able to connect with other family and all that good stuff. And we interned together at La Jolla Playhouse nice. uh, one summer and. The rest is history. I mean, it's just beautiful out here. For and sure. For a, a a midwestern boy who endured thirty Midwest winters, yeah, uh, yeah. San Diego is where it's at. Oh, how did you make that jump from the Midwest, from Chicago
1: and from Detroit to the La Jolla Playhouse?
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, when I was in high school, I thought I would end up being a performer, an actor, mm-hmm. um, and I performed in all sorts of shows. After undergrad. I moved to Chicago and I performed in shows there. Um, I ended up starting a theater company and, and produced theater. So it was the first time that I didn't make art, but I made art happen, right? Mm -hmm. I made art possible. And so that was very, very satisfying. Um, after producing some shows, I got an internship with the Steppenwolf theater company, um, world renowned Broadway producing theater. And that led to me becoming the first full-time managing director of straw dog theater, which was a small storefront, hundred thousand dollar budget theater, but I, I was, you know, it was very trial by fire kind of situation mm-hmm. of I was their first full time staff member making $10,000 a year uh, to <laughs> run a theater company. And it was great. Uh, I learned a lot. There was a lot that I l- figured I was not going to learn on the job. So then I went back to grad school. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: well, that's great. Yeah. And you've been um, now at New Village Arts for how long?
0: Coming up on six years. All right. Yeah.
1: But New Village Arts, they go back quite a bit farther than that. So tell us a little bit about their history here in Carlsbad.
0: Yeah. So as we all know, March of 2020, um, we were to have our gala celebration. That was uh, going to be our big fundraiser of the year. It was to be um, the announcement of our twentieth anniversary season. Nice, yeah. all those things, and um, we were cut short, just like everybody else. Yeah, so we kind of put a pause on that, and the the upcoming season will be what we're calling our twentieth twentieth anniversary Absolutely. season. Um, but yeah, twenty years of being in Carlsbad. Um, Started at a, a chicken coop in McGee Park. Wow! Uh, and then we were lucky enough to be housed at the jazzer facility for a number of years before finding our home at uh, 2787 State Street, where we've been for about 14, 15 years now. Yeah. Well, some,
1: from very humble beginnings to yes. quite uh, a lot of success, you've had. I have since you've already uh, brought up a little bit of the the COVID thing. You know, I have yeah. to say that I think most people, if they um, Thought about it for a moment or two, can remember what was the last kind of normal thing they did, like maybe the last movie they went to or show they saw or something like that before the lockdown, right? Yeah. And for me, it was a murder for two. Oh, yeah. New Village Arts. (laughs) Awesome. We had. uh, Three of our kids with us, my wife and I, and we just had a blast. Yeah. what an enjoyable production that yeah, was. Yeah, that was a
0: great show. We, we actually still,
1: it. as a family, just laugh and think about you know the different parts and pieces of that show. It was yeah. just hilarious. So, um, but you guys um, have also been involved in fixing up, renovating, you know, remodeling, and so tell us what's going on with the theater from that standpoint.
0: Yeah, so. You know, uh, when I started at New Village Arts almost six years ago, we were having conversations about the future of the organization and what it would look like to reimagine the space, uh, to um, find a place where we could be long term. For the entire history of the company, we had had um, kind of three year leases with one year extensions and it was kind of going on like that for a long time. So the the future of the organization was um, a really exciting Possibility. What What is the opportunity that we're going to um, move on to and evolve to the next phase of New Village Arts? And so, we had been starting having that conversation. We had started talking with architects and um, funders, and we had started to really get the ball rolling. In, at the end of twenty eighteen. Um, where we um, engaged with the architect. We had our first major funder come in. Um, the Somme uh, the Family Foundation gave us our seed money of $250,000 nice. to get us going. And we have since used that to get, um, we're, we're essentially 80% of the way to our $2.5 million goal. Nice. So we're in a, a very good position to um, announce to the public, which we've not technically done yet. Ah. Um, <laughs> but by the time this airs, perhaps we will be public. Right, yeah, right. for sure. But yeah, the renovation—we've taken the time that we can't make theater to focus on the things that we can work on. Sure. And so the the theater renovation is one of those things. And as you
1: uh, kind of envision, uh, you know, this two point five million dollar project coming to fruition. Like so, right now, it is the coolest, intimate, you know, hundred. Seat theater, you know, you're so close to the action. I yeah. love that. Yeah, and I'm sure most of those elements will be
0: retained. But what what kinds of things do you envision with this remodel and renovation? So the theater itself is not having a massive transformation. We are investing in sound, in lighting, in the mm-hmm. stage deck, and all those kinds of things. It will feel more professional. We'll have more tools and tricks mm-hmm. up our sleeves in order to make impressive theater. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority of the money is going into uh, reimagining the lobby space and the um, the classroom. Mm-hmm. So since the beginning of NBA, we've always been founded on education as a core component of what we do. Uh, we've offered classes um, for kids as young as four, for adult acting classes, for improv classes. Um, we've expanded extensively our programs for the neurodiverse community. Mm-hmm. So folks on the spectrum, uh, autism, uh, Down syndrome, things like that. Yeah. And that has gone really, really well. This past year, we've actually been able to add two additional classes to uh, the, the offerings that we've had for the past number of years. So we will be reinvesting in the classroom, uh, programming that more extensively. We'll be reinvesting in the, um, the, the gathering space is the thing that we're most excited about. That as a nonprofit arts organization, it's very important to us to really serve the community. And one of the ways that we want to be able to do that is to open our doors and be available where everybody is welcome. And so that, that includes, you know, we've hosted the, um, the Carlsbad Village Merchants Association has mm-hmm. had their, their monthly meetings in our theater for a long time. Right. We've hosted graduation ceremonies. We've, mm. we've done all sorts of things to make ourselves available to the community. We extend we we expect to do much more of that as we extend the lobby space um, extend uh, there will be an additional performance space, a kind of a cabaret mm-hmm. so we're gonna be able to have nice. local singer songwriters, jazz combos um, open mics stand up uh, who knows what we're gonna have there, but we're going to be able to offer the community just much more of what we've been doing for the past twenty years.
1: Oh, that's great and you know Theater, You have the mantra, the show must go on. And last year mm-hmm. with COVID, uh, you know, just kind of waylaying everything. You guys didn't stop, though. You still, you still Absolutely. came out with some great art. And, and share with us a little bit about how you pivoted last year and what that looked like.
0: Yeah. So once we realized that we were not going to be able to do what we wanted to do for a while, at that point, you know, nobody knew how long it was going to last. Right. Um the first thing that we did was we reached out to all of our artists, our our performers, our our singers, our dancers, our our ensemble and engaged with them about what would you like to do? We want to pay you to uh share something with with the world, right? Nice, yeah. And so um you know we got our we got our Zoom account, we yeah. got um, <laughs> we did some Facebook live stuff, we mm-hmm. did a handful of things that way and we offered kind of very intimate, um, single person, uh, cabaret style performances that lasted anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour. Mm. Um, so we we ended up doing cooking shows. We did oh, dance nice. classes, we did um, illustration classes. Um, we kind of just asked everybody, what's something that you wanna share with the world that would be engaging and interesting? And And people showed up with some really interesting ideas. And yeah. it was, and it was great. I
1: love that. So is some of that content still housed like on your website or your Facebook page? Or? It
0: is, yeah. And it, and it was always free to the public. We yeah. didn't charge the public for any of those things um, at the beginning, and, and it's still all available. We did, as every theater in the country, looked to how do we monetize it. Sure. And um, I think that that remains a really tricky wicket to mm-hmm. figure out. You know, in a world where you have a $10 subscription to... Hulu and Netflix right. and Disney Plus or whatever, how do you rationalize paying $20 for a single performance? Right. It's a really, really tough thing to do. And it's never going to be the same quality as yeah. Hulu and Netflix and all those other things. So we we dabbled. We did a couple of things mm-hmm. that, um, that ventured into that space. But for the most part, um, we decided that that really wasn't the space that we wanted to be in. We, as I said before, we offered things to the public for free that were yeah. performers sharing what they wanted to share. But we we stayed away from trying to be something that we weren't. Yeah.
1: Well, it sounds wise. I mean, we we had the same thing as an organization trying to figure out what's the balance between putting out good quality material that's just free versus trying to charge for it. And as you said, the expectations of the end user, so much was being put out for free, you know, right, it was hard right. to, to do that. But um, but I'm going to have to go back on your website and look, I have a bunch of artists in my family of all performing and all that stuff. And so uh, I'll have to have them check out that the one you said about illustration, especially Mm -hmm. caught my ear. So that'd be kind of fun.
0: And we had a couple of those. It was a lot of fun.
1: Oh, great. Um, So you continue to evolve and you continue as an organization to, to put out content. Of course, um, as you were leading up to this summer, um, you know, there's, there was still a lot of uncertainty with yeah. the pandemic, um, you know. Come the early part of 2021, so you guys made some adjustments, yeah. and you've put together a, a season for this summer. So, share with us a little bit about what you what you have.
0: Yeah. So, once we knew that this was going to be not short term, uh, yeah. the the pandemic, um, we started to look at what our options were to still continue to serve an audience. We looked extensively at what it would look like to produce in a parking lot, mm-hmm. in a park, in um, you know a drive-up kind of situation, all of those we couldn't really make work financially. Mm-hmm. There was just um, too much kind of upfront expense in the technology, um, some unknown technology things of you know, are we amplifying uh, very loudly so people can hear from further away? Or are we doing something that you ha- you download to your phone? Like what is this technology right. going to look like? Right. And so ultimately, we, we we wrestled with this question for a very long time. We, we settled on um, a wonderful partnership with the um, the Carlsbad flower fields. Mm-hmm. And that has been phenomenal. That not only did we begin this process with a, a gorgeous backdrop sure. of the raniculas in full bloom, but we were able to activate that space in a way that they were not otherwise using it, right? Mm-hmm. Because- uh, the flower fields historically has not uh, operated after sunset. right? And so that is our prime time, right? Yeah. Once, the, yeah. once the, sure. the sun goes down, the lights come up. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we've really been able to use the space in a way that it's not been used before. So they had an existing venue um, that was covered, um, but otherwise just kind of a, a very simple stage. So we built that out Um, added our own lighting instruments, our sound equipment, and um, began with uh, a cabaret series of each weekend was two performers that um, performed kind of Broadway shows, pop songs, told little stories in between. It was a lovely um, way to test out the space, see how people were going to respond to it, work out our kinks technology-wise, and it ended up being fantastic. That's great. That laid the groundwork for us to actually get into um, starting in June, uh, a full-on uh, musical beehive. Beehive, yeah. yeah. And
1: so, and beehive gonna—it's continuing. Goes through all the way through the end of July, I believe, or close That's to right, it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, tell us about that production a little bit.
0: Beehive couldn't be more fun. It yeah. is the the music of the '60s. So it begins in 1960 and goes all the way to 1969. It starts with the kind of the girl groups of, uh, you know, all of the stuff that you're familiar with of. Um, Uh, Well, I've got it. I've got it here. (laughs) Yeah. You know, It's My Party, The Name Game, Sweet Talking Guy, all that kind of stuff. And then it goes into kind of the Woodstock era near Mm -hmm. the end. Um, You get into Aretha Franklin. You get into Tina Turner, Janis Joplin. The whole evening is just this fantastic celebration of women in music um, in America. It gets into some of the, the cultural touchstones, the historical context, and it's... Just song after song after song, it's a, a ton of fun. Um, we've gotten just wonderful feedback from people who come to see it. There, there was one woman who said, this was the best night of my life. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, and I'm not making any judgments on what the rest of her life has been like, but it was <laughs> a, a, a really, it's a fantastic show.
1: Oh, that's great. I actually went um, down to the, what is it, the Lambs Player Theater. Mm-hmm. Maybe four or five years ago, and they were doing um, mixed tape. And Yeah, it was right. Like an 80s, you know, kind of, it sounds like similar to Beehive, but all 80s. Yeah, you for know? sure. And it was so much fun. You
0: and know? it's that nostalgia ain't what it used to be, right? Right. But, but there's something to be said for uh, just having that moment to kind of sit back and experience something that perhaps was part of your childhood. Yeah. Um, for those people who didn't experience it, it's still fantastic, timeless, timeless songs. Yeah, timeless. That um, you're going to have a great time.
1: That's exactly it. Those, those, those songs are evergreen and ever popular yes, and uh, just fun.
0: And the talent. We just mm. have phenomenal talent. When when these women start cutting loose in the second act, singing Aretha and, um, and Janis Joplin, it is uh, something to behold. It's really, really special.
1: Well, we probably wouldn't be doing our job very well very well if we didn't throw out like how somebody could get a
0: ticket to that absolutely uh tickets are available on the website www.newvillagearts.org it does run until uh july 25th yeah and uh there are tickets available for all performances this typically runs thursday through sunday um uh, seven o'clock shows with matinees on sunday at two o'clock as well and yeah it's a great time.
1: So you guys recently had um, one of your one of your annual fundraisers. I mean, obviously, as a nonprofit, you have a few, but you, you, it looks like your golf tournament came off recently. How'd that go?
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, so again, going back to March of 2020, yeah, um, we couldn't have our gala. Our yeah. gala was canceled the a couple of days before it was supposed to happen. I remember I was going to be attending. Right? Yeah, it was going to be a great uh, surf themed uh, yep. gala at, at the Army uh, Navy Army Navy yeah. Right? It was going to be great. Once we knew that that was canceled, once we knew that um, things were going to go a little bit longer than we thought they were, we immediately started thinking about how are we going to have a gala? Mm -hmm. And um, it became clear pretty quickly that we weren't going to be able to have what we had had, right? That, that, that indoor party with um, a a beautiful dinner and performances and dancing and all that stuff, it just wasn't going to happen within the time period that we were looking at. So we started to brainstorm about what other ways we could have a fundraiser, and mm-hmm. we decided to venture into the world of charity golf tournaments. Yeah, and so we had our first golf tournament um, just a, a couple of weeks ago at El Camino. Yeah, uh, the country club there. Um, we had a couple of members of our advisory board and our board that were members there. Sure. Started talking with them about what it would look like for us to host a, a charity golf tournament. It turned out that we were the first non-member event that they had since March of 2020. Wow! So it was great. We had yeah. a field of 72 golfers that that played. We had uh, corporate support from uh, local businesses, um, you know, including Business Payroll Services and Kula, and, and a handful sure. of those those folks. And um, and we were able to have a really fun event that raised you know over over fifteen thousand dollars for the organization. Nice. Which was Fantastic, and and we're tapping into people who maybe don't know us already right. that are golfers and maybe not you know strong enthusiasts of right. the performing arts, but we hope that they'll come back.
1: Yeah, well, and golf was one of those uh, activities that thrived during the pandemic mm-hmm. with uh, it being outdoors and you know you yeah. can do the distancing without too much difficulty, and so um, yeah, no, that's a great pivot. So after Beehive, what's the next production coming up? So
0: we have not yet announced the rest oh. of our season, but um, we will but be- But you ha- can tell
1: us. Sure, we're sure. Friends. Yep. I uh-huh. mean, you know.
0: <laughs> so we're gonna. I can tell you that we're going to be doing um, another big musical. Nice. We're going to be doing two world premieres. Um, okay, cool. One of, yeah. So we've been. that's another thing that we've done during this time that we can't produce theater mm-hmm. in the way that we want to. We've been working on um, a, a holiday musical for the past two years called Home. It, it was initially called Home. Now it's called 1222 Oceanfront Black Holiday Christmas, I believe. (laughs) Don't quote me on that. It's had a couple of name changes. But it's about uh, an African-American family in Carlsbad, actually. And, And it's their holiday experience, right? And that's something that There are a lot of adaptations of A Christmas Carol. Sure. There are a lot of adaptations of, you know, It's a Wonderful Life. Right. There are so few stories that are told at Christmas time from the African American perspective. Ah, interesting. And so we get, uh, we get the celebration, we get the family together, we get the the food, we get the songs, and um, there's some original music, um, there's some adaptation of some some classics, and it's um, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, and so. Our, our, our best hope is that we're able to open the new space with that show in ah. November, December um, of, of this year, 2021. Nice. And then that's followed by the next world premiere that we've been working on for a number of years, which actually came out of our um, our final draft, New Play Festival, which is a new play festival we've done for the past um, three or four years. Brand new work, um, mostly local playwrights. Mm-hmm. Um, this play is called um, uh, Desert Rock Garden, by Roy Sekigahama, a local playwright, and it is about the um, the Japanese internment camps here in wow. California. Um, and so it's just a two hander, and it's and it's so lovely. It is um, it's intimate. It's it's historically illuminating for a lot of people. It also has a lot of heart and some comedy, some humor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a, uh, a an older gentleman and then uh, a young orphan, and mm-hmm. it's the two of them kind of connecting. Over and over again during their time uh, at the at the internment camps. Ah,
1: that sounds powerful. I mean, both both of those sound impactful. Yeah,
0: right. Um, We're really excited about it. It's it's the kind of thing where, you know, we do a lot of classics. We do a lot of shows that um, uh, might surprise people in different kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. But um, when we're able to do a world premiere to share a story that's not been told before, it's just it's really wonderful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you didn't spill the beans on the musical, which is mm-hmm, fine. Mm-hmm, we'll let you mm-hmm, off the hook there. My, my wife and I, we actually live right behind Moonlight Amphitheater. In oh, Justice, yeah. So we have a big soft spot in our heart for musicals. Plus, all our kids have been in musical theater all their uh, lives. So uh, yeah. we love the musicals. Uh, well, as I said, Murder for Two was just, yeah. was, just was a riot. scream. Yeah. So fun that's great and we appreciate you taking some time to come out and kind of update us and everything going on with new village arts and sure. I think um, not too long ago you had a pretty special uh, father's day I mean I yeah did. yeah share us about that.
0: Yeah so um, so my wife and I actually became foster parents about two years ago oh, okay and um, so we've had some kids that have been with us under different circumstances sure. uh, for the past two years. And then in December of this year, we had our first biological child. And so, uh, yeah. So this year, um, I got I got my T shirt that says Ba-Thor, and it's got (laughs) Thor's hammer on it. Nice. Um, And and it's uh, you know I've always wanted a family, and and this has been a wonderful journey to get to this place where, you know, we uh, we've got we've got a bunch of people to to love and care for, and it's great. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, that's great, and. Bringing them up in the world of theater is going to be a lot of fun. I know yeah. with our um, our six children, they've been all in musical theater, and it's just been a blast. And of course, having you know the connection between you and your wife in theater, yeah. that'll be a lot of fun for them. So, well, thanks again for taking time to come out and join us. Um, I just want to encourage everybody to go to that. You want to throw out that website one more time?
0: Yeah, just www.newvillagearts.org. Um, we recently. Uh, overhauled the entire site. We've got new branding. Um, it has some different functionality, but it, um, it's got all the information that you could possibly need is right there on the site. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, Alex. Yeah. Thank you, Brett. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad
1: people purpose and impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio. And please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free, creates goodwill, and makes you feel great.